You know, you may think that I showed this video because I am a new grandpa and that our world was uh, ex- expanded at the first with, you know, two grandsons within, uh, you know, like three weeks and they're both here and then we have Madison and I'm in this whole new season of being a grandfather before I even realized I was in a new season. But I really, it's definitely a huge part of my life right now, but when we're in Ephesians 4, uh, verse 14 to 16, the message is growing up. And so we as followers of Jesus, both as a community, and I truthfully believe that in some ways Jesus is more concerned about us as a community than he is as us as an individual, we are to grow up. Now, obviously our community can't grow up if we individually aren't growing up, but the emphasis is on us as a community growing up. And as we watch all these wonderful kids that God blesses us with, it's, a, it's totally a reminder of we as followers of Jesus need to grow up. So if you would stand with me, I'm going to start back in the paragraph we've been looking at to come forward because it won't make sense without backing up a little bit. Part of our Easter was that Jesus came down and Jesus went up. And then as Jesus is coming down and going up through the death and the resurrection, Jesus is handing out grace, handing out gifts to us. And those gifts now come to play in a community like this because there are these gifts at work that help us, equip us, train us, bring us toward maturity. And, and those measures are all that's happening until we're all moving rhythmically and easily with each other, efficient and graceful in response to God's Son, fully mature adults. So we move from children to fully mature adults, fully developed within and without, fully alive like Christ. No prolonged infancies among us, please. Will not tolerate babes in the woods, small children who are, who are an easy mark for imposters. God wants us to grow up, to know the whole truth, to tell it in love, like Christ in everything. We take our lead from Christ, who is the source of everything we do. He keeps us in step with each other. His very breath and blood flow through us, nourishing us, so that we'll grow up healthy in God and robust in love. Please have a seat. We cannot miss the message toward maturity in the paragraph we just read. We are to become fully mature. We are to be fully developed within and without. We are to be fully alive. There's a Greek word if you like Greek words. Pleroma. In the New Testament, what that word means, and in this context as we're reading it, means us, the body of believers, a community of ordinary people following Jesus as that which is filled, filled with the presence, power, agency, riches of God and of Christ. So we are to be a community of people full of the presence, the power, the agency, the riches of God our Father and Jesus our Master. Now that's where we're going. We're not there yet. But, but God, you can't miss the message. God wants us to grow up. God wants us to move towards that fullness. And it's just like 
a dad and a mom or a grandpa and a grandma, we, you know, we want to see our children grow up. We want to see them mature. And that's what God, our Father, wants for us. As we come to know Jesus, we are now we're a new babe in the faith. But we move from being a babe to being an adult. God wants us, both as a community to grow up and then individually. And, and really, our, our individual growth is measured by our relationship with each other, how, how we relate to each other. Is it childish or is it mature? Now the question is, well, you know, what, what does a grown-up look like? <laughs> look somewhere else. You know, what, when we're maturing, what, what's that? Well, this is how this passage describes it. We're maturing when we know the whole truth, we tell the whole truth in love, and we become like Jesus in everything. Now, I tried to begin to think about, you know, how could I illustrate that? And really, the best thing I could do is, I think the last one is probably the place we should stay. You know, we are to, as a community, become like Jesus in everything. Well, then, what was Jesus like? Well, Jesus knew the whole truth about God, didn't he? You know, I know God. I know God really well. I know the Father in heaven. Uh, I'm his son. That's the whole truth, nothing but the truth. And he knew how, he knew how to tell that in love, even with people. I mean, that's what the cross was about. He, he, he could tell people, I am the Son of God. I am the Messiah promised from the Old Testament. He could say that in love. He could demonstrate that in love even when people really hated him. Even when people said, you know, that's blasphemous. For you, for you to tell us that truth, that's blasphemous. And they killed him. So Jesus was able to know the whole truth about who God was, who he was, and communicate that in love even in the face of being killed. Or I thought about the, the, the adulterous woman that was brought to Jesus. You know, what an embarrassing situation. Uh, and, and, again, what are these religious guys doing? So these religious guys supposedly catch this woman in, a, in an adulterous situation, probably set her up for that, because religion can really lead you astray. And as they brought this adulterous woman to Jesus, Jesus knew the whole truth about the situation. He knew the whole truth about her. He knew the whole truth about them, the religious people. And he could then tell the whole truth in love. And the most loving thing that he did is he didn't confront the situation. He kind of doodled in the, in the sand after he said to the religious people, Okay, you got stones in your hand. Why don't the one of you, you know, that's without sin, why don't you throw the first stone? Why don't you go ahead and man up if you're without sin? And he knew that they couldn't do that because they were sinners. Not really that much different than the woman that they're bringing to Jesus to condemn. And then what? I mean, telling the truth and love 
to a woman, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if she was an adulterous woman or not, really. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the circumstances of her life. Most of the time, women in Jesus' day got into uh, adulterous situations or prostitution because of um, economics. There was nothing else that they could do, desperation. That's why some women choose that today. But he knew the truth about that. And he was able to look up and say, Hey, woman, where are your condemners? Well, I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more. And that absolutely changed her life. He knew, he knew the whole truth about another person that wasn't very pretty, but he was able to communicate with her in love, without condemnation, with forgiveness, and send her on her way. Now, we are, we're, we're people like Jesus in situations that can be very similar to how Jesus lived and what Jesus did. Are we people that know the whole truth and we can tell the whole truth in love and that we can become like Jesus in everything? At the risk of, of uh, rejection, I'll tell you a couple, I'll tell you about my world. I, and you, most of you know my world. One of the things that I really, really get frustrated with in the time that we live is I really get frustrated about the misinformation in the church about Muslims. It's just absolutely, the, the whole truth can be known. We, we, we are wonderfully connected uh, to the internet, if you want to find anything out about the Muslim faith, you can go, and you can research it, and you can read, and you can find out the whole truth. And the whole truth is that we should be concerned about 1% of the Muslim population. But what has been communicated in the church so often is, they're all out to get us. We should, we should be really afraid. We, you know, we should really, like, we should get guns. And like, before they kill us, we ought to kill them. And that's a really frustrating thing, because when did Jesus ever say, you know, you make sure you're packing so that you can kill your enemy? When did Jesus ever say that? So see, there's this immaturity, in the, it's an immaturity in the church. What are you talking about? You're, you're telling lies, you're telling things that are not true. You're not even able to hear the truth and then you, can't, you cannot communicate in love, and you're not like Jesus in that. That's a real frustration. That's a very contemporary frustration of mine. Um, if you want to talk about that, you, you can. Uh, but I'll, I'll give you some reading assignments if you want to talk about that. Because there's, there's just a lot of misinformation. So if we're going to become mature, we have to be people that can handle the whole truth, and, and having that truth, we need to be able to communicate that whole truth in love. Even at the risk of losing our life like Jesus did, we're to become like Jesus in everything. So how are we going so to get there? I mean, doesn't that, seem like, doesn't that seem like the bar is really high? How are we going to do that? How are we going to become like Jesus in everything? Well, the first thing to remind us of is that Jesus became like us in every way so that we could become like him. Again, we just have to keep, keep taking out the eraser 
and erasing that line that goes across in our brain that says, well, I can't be like Jesus because he was God. And that is true. He was God. But the, that's, not the, that's not the whole truth. The whole truth is that he laid aside his deity for a time to become just like us in every way so that he can say, now I want you to follow in my footsteps because I became like you so that you can follow me. You can be a person filled with the Holy Spirit. You can live life the way I lived it. You can do the things I did in ministry because I became just like you. So you've got to start there. And then you can go on with what Paul is saying. Toward maturity, one, we, we have got to take our lead from Jesus. It can't be the newest seminar or, or the, the, the greatest book out or the newest tape or the newest song. Our lead needs to come from Jesus. Jesus is the head of the body of Christ. He is the head of our community. So we need to keep following his lead. The way we do that as a community and as individual is we've got to be reading the New Testament. If we're not reading the New Testament, if we're not thinking about Jesus and, and how he lived and learning from Jesus, then we can't follow his lead. We've, we've got to stay reading about his story Again and again and again, all of us, we get to do that. And that's really, we've got to follow his lead in every way. And then we've got to find out that Jesus is the source of everything that we do. That's pretty comprehensive. Everything we do, Jesus is the source of that. So I don't get to say, well, my, I have got my little carpentry world, that's mine. Or I've got my little grandfather world, that's mine. Or I've got this little, these friendships, that's mine. Or, I, I, you know, the, these movies, those are mine. Or, the, you know, no. Every, the source of everything we do, everything, not just Sunday morning, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, every other morning of the week, all day long, 24 hours, seven days a week, everything, Jesus is the source of everything we are. So I'm a man, he's the source of me being a man. I'm a husband, he's the source of me being a husband. I'm a father, he's the source of me being a father. I'm a grandpa, he's the source of me being a grandpa. Sometimes you're, I'm your friend, I'm, you know, that's the source of me being your friend. You know, I work in carpentry, he's the source of that. I, I, you know, I, get to, I get to teach the Bible, he's the source of that. Everything, Jesus is the source of everything. Nothing in our life is, in, is unconnected from him. We don't, we don't, you know, we don't get to find any source of life apart from him. Then we stay in step with Jesus, who then keeps us in step with each other. And again, there's, there's this responsibility each of us has to not only Jesus, but to each other. If I get out of step with Jesus, then I'm not in step with you. If you get out of step with Jesus, you're not in step with me. If we get out of step with Jesus, we're not in step with each other. Jesus is trying to keep us connected as a body because we reflect who he is. It takes all of us living in community together, staying in step with him to reflect what Jesus is like. So tonight, you know, I can't go home and say, oh, Sunday's over. Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do my own thing and get out of step with Jesus. I can't do that. Because we're to be in step with each other. He's trying to keep us in step with each other. And then we're nourished by his very breath and blood. His breath is the Holy Spirit. 
We've got to stay in relationship with the Holy Spirit. We've got to recognize the breath of God has been breathed upon us. And he keeps breathing. When Paul says, be filled with the Spirit, again, be filled again, be filled again, he wants us to be full of the breath of God. In this blood, there's this ongoing nourishment that comes from the sacrifice of Jesus. And the last thing is we're not to, 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 to be intolerant of prolonged immaturity. Now, before I go there, I, 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 I want to say quite honestly, I think that the church that I've known all of my life has been very tolerant of prolonged immaturity. Very few times in my life in a setting like this have I ever been challenged to, be, to grow up. To grow up spiritually, to grow up emotionally, to grow up. Somehow, some way, in the season of life that I have lived, the church has said, you know, it really works better if everybody remains a kid, a child, undeveloped, because I can take care of them. <laughs> and so the pastor or the, the pastors then become the parents and everybody in the community, the congregation, is the child. And if you've ever felt like you've been in a community or a church and you were the child and the pastor was the parent, my friends, you just encountered a congregation or a movement or whatever that tolerates immaturity and has found it to be useful. And that's really, really sad. Paul is saying we don't tolerate prolonged immaturity. We want to be part of God helping all of us grow up and move into maturity. So we're going to avoid immaturity. Well, how do you avoid immaturity? Well, one, you should recognize that when you, when you know the whole truth and you tell the truth in love, it's impossible to be immature. But when you are immature... You're, you're really easily deceived. Or you can just be blown off course really easy. So if we, if we as a community say, well, you know, it's just not worth it to grow up. Well, let's just stay immature. So y'all just, you know, if, if I can keep guilting you, you know, you just got to gotta be here on Sunday. You got to be in the program, you know, and you got to give some money. And if you don't, I'm going to slap your little hand. You know, if, if, that's, if that's what we want, then, baby, all we're going to know is we're going to know some of the truth, and then we're going to tell that truth with some love. But it's not going to be the whole truth, and it's not going to be with the love that that truth requires, and it's not going to be pretty. Immaturity is napios, which means childless, childly, childish, untaught, unskilled. And so this is, this is the thing I want you to connect with where we bend. If we are a community that's immature, it is because we are a community that's not receiving and applying the equipping gifts. If, if the gifts that have been given by Jesus, apostolic, prophetic, evangelistic, pastoral, teaching gifts, if those gifts, if we're not receiving those and we're not motivated to use those in our community, 
for the for the community to mature, then that, that's where that's where we are. We're just, we're just unskilled kids. We're unequipped kids for life and ministry. But when we say, hey, Jesus has handed out gifts to all of us, all of us get to play, all of us have a really important part to play, all of us have gift, have grace in our life, gift in our life to give away to others, then we're all in this process of maturing, we're becoming more like Jesus together, then we can say, yippee, we will grow up. We will grow up as a community and as individuals. We're going to grow up. And we're going to be healthy, healthy emotionally, healthy spiritually, healthy in relationship with God, healthy in relationship with each other, and we're going to be robust in love. We're we're going to love people like Jesus loved people. Now the question is, are we going to do it? I mean, in so many ways... It's such, it's so, it's so much easy being a kid. I mean, look at the kids around us. I mean, they're coddled, you know, they're held, they're burped, their diaper is changed, they're given a bottle. One of the, one of the, I, I, I ran into an amazing thing. <laughs> did you all know that there's an adult baby syndrome? Like National Geographic did this, ta- their taboo program was on, Adults like Stanley, who's 350 pounds, but when he goes home, he cry, he gets into his onesies and and he gets into his crib and he has a nurse that feeds him a bottle and he has a little, yeah, Jeremy's Jeremy's going, are you kidding me? And I thought I don't think I can show that as our video, but it's such an illustration. You know, we all look at that and go, that is so sick. That is just like, oh. But it, do, do you realize if we remain in our immaturity as followers of Jesus, that's what we're doing. It's like we want to remain coddled as a kid and cared for as a kid. Well, we don't want that, do we? No, we don't want that. So one of the ways that we move out is that we put into practice the grace, the gifts that, that we have. And one of those is the gift of sending. And so this morning, I, just as an illustration of what we as a community want to do, we want to grow up. We, we want to mature. We don't want to remain kids. We want to move out. One of the ways you do that is you are able to let go of people that are called of God to do other things, and you get to support them. Immaturity holds on to everything. Maturity begins to let go. So we have two, two, uh, two families that we want to, as, as a community, send out. Uh, that one, one family is Benji. So Benji, if you'd come, and if you'd come stand down here, please. Benji has served our community very faithfully, with doing our sound and doing our lights and doing our video and everything. And uh, he has been invited to move to Columbus, Ohio, to be part of the Columbus Vineyard, to be a graphic artist in that uh, church. And so we are going to let go 
of Benji with tears, with, oh, no, 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 I don't know what we're going to do next. I mean, that's all part of it, but we're not going to hold on to him. We're going to let him go, and we as a community are going to send him off. So in a moment, I'm going to invite those that would like to gather around and pray for Benji, knowing that Jesus is giving you grace to give away and to send him off with God's blessing. Another is the the Gallagher family. So Otto, Christy, girls, if you would come up here. Okay. You want to you want to grab the girls? So we're going to keep Riley, and the others are going to go. No, that wouldn't be very mature. I did tell Otto not too long ago that. He could go, but we were going to keep Christy because things were looking really good around here, and he didn't think that was very good. But that Gallagher family, over the past year, uh, they've, again, they've just they've been this faithful family to be here, to participate, to help in our small groups, to help in worship, to help with art and creativity. And all along, they, they just have been sensing, you know, there's a call on our life. We, we believe Jesus has invited us to be church planters. And so we want to send them to do that. We, we believe that multiplication of who we are as a community, it, that, that's maturity. Because when plants mature and they give out fruit, in that fruit is a seed and that seed starts something else. That's maturity. So we want the fruit of maturity in our community, that's one reason why we want our community groups to multiply, because that's maturity. Immaturity holds on. Maturity multiplies. And so we are announcing, best we know, the Gallagher family is on track to be sent out, possibly, probably being, uh, they're going to relocate this summer uh, to Flagstaff, Arizona. And we're going to be part of a second church plant out of our community, this time in Flagstaff, Arizona, rather than San Antonio. And so, again, in maturity, we want to say, let's, let's bless them. Let's, let's send them out. Now, here's some other things. Again, we want Jesus to give us gifts and grace that we put into practice. And that is part of us maturing and growing up. So... I'm not only going to ask you in a moment to stand, we're going to pray, and then some of us are going to pray over here for this family being sent out. Others of us are going to send, you know, pray for Benji being sent out. This is the next thing I would like us to listen to as we pray in a moment. Maybe Jesus wants some of us to go to Flagstaff with the Gallagher family. Now, the immature part of us that I saw on Ron's face says, oh, you know, (laughs) I'm really comfortable here. I really like living here. I'm not going to let go of this. There's no way Jesus isn't asking me to go. Well, maybe he is. I don't think he is, Ron. I'll tell you if he is, though. He's going to probably send you to Timbuktu. (laughs) But we, are we mature enough as a community to really say, Jesus, you're the source of everything we are. 
And while I have it really good here, I really like it. I really like our community. I really like my job. I really like my home. I really like my... Uh, I would let all of that go. Okay. <laughs> and misery loves to know. Uh, no. Isn't that, isn't that what we want? Don't we want to be that kind of people? Now here's the other, here's, here's the other thing. This is where we get to put our money where our mouth is. We want to send people out with financial gifts. As a community, we want to be generous. We want to start receiving. Again, this isn't me telling you. I'm asking you to ask Jesus. But we would like to collect, begin receiving gifts for the church plant in Flagstaff. You know, I... It's prob that we probably it would be great if we could send them to Flagstaff with ten thousand dollars. Just being a realist, knowing what it takes for a family to relocate and start a church, that would be great. Are we willing to say, Jesus, do you want me to be part of that? And again, do we do we look at our finances as belonging to Jesus, and we're stewarding what He's given us? And so again. When these, I'm just, I just, I'm just a mouthpiece for opportunity. Here's an opportunity for the grace that Jesus has given to us to be given away. And the finances in our life is a grace that he's given us. It would be great for us to give some kind of gift to Benji. I mean, we don't pay people to work here. I mean, we, we're, that's not where we are. But, but wouldn't it be great to be able to be generous, you know? I mean, it's going to cost Benji some money to relocate and to get a new apartment and this and that. Would, it'd be great, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be good? <laughs> Benji, we did not work on a budget for you. <laughs> Maybe we should have. <laughs> All right, so could we stand... And let's, we, we want to be people full of the grace of God so that we receive the gifts of God and that we give that away to others. And in that process, we know that we're growing up. Does that, does that all make sense? Okay, so let me pray. And then after the prayer, I just want you to do what you believe Jesus has given you to do whether that's praying for the Gallagher's, whether that's praying for Benji, whether that's giving a gift for either one of the... Oh, just what, however, and there may be other things that are going on that I'm not going to say about, but, but Jesus is kind of nudging you. Maybe it's praying for somebody else in the room, just building somebody else. I don't know. But we, we all, we're all part of this because Jesus has given all of us gifts and grace. All right, so let's pray together. Lord, thank you. Thank you that you want us to grow up. Thank you that you, you don't tolerate immaturity. Thank you that you don't tolerate that immaturity because you don't want us to be led astray. You don't want us to be easily deceived. You want us to know the whole truth, to live the whole truth, to be able to tell the whole truth in love, to become like you, Jesus, in everything. Lord, I don't want, as we read these passages, I don't want these just to become empty platitudes. I don't want them just to become these slogans that 
we know we're in the Bible, but we realize, man, we're never going to get there. Lord, I don't want it to be that. I want it to be you in our midst. You handing out the graces. You handing out the gifts. You, through the Holy Spirit, empowering us to, to, for this exchange of what you give us to give to others. So, oh Lord, I ask that you call us this community, call us into service now, that this time of, of ministry would be a time that we all participate in, that we all have a part to play here. Lord, I ask that you would nudge uh, certain people toward the Gallagher family to pray for them, to bless them. Lord, I ask that you would nudge others of us towards Benji to pray for him, to bless him. Lord, I ask that you would nudge others of us to be drawn to someone else to pray for that person. I pray, Lord, that, that the gifts and the grace would be released in a way that empower us to serve one another in this moment. And then, Lord, I thank you for the opportunity that we have to consider additional gifts for ministry. And I pray that, that you would speak to us, Lord. If we are to give, if we're to contribute towards a church plant in Flagstaff, Arizona, guide us that way. Lord, if we're, to, if we're to, to give away something to Benji, Lord, help us to be guided that way. Here we are, Lord. We just want to be your servants together, all of us, ordinary people, following you, Lord. So come with that grace, Lord. Holy Spirit, fill us as a community with your presence and your power. Let us be agents of your kingdom. Let your kingdom come. Let your dignity and power rest upon us and move us into ministry now. For your sake, toward maturity, in your name. Amen. So as you are guided, do. So go to work. <laughs>